Testing one, two, three, testing one, two, three, and a partridge in a pear tree. I forgot to put my charger into my laptop. I need to do that or my computer will die. That doesn't really sound that good, but I am going to still leave that in this episode. Hello friends, welcome to another episode of Rookie Mistakes. This is episode seven, and it is currently Tuesday, so I'm already a day late. My bad for that one. I did end up finishing the episode on Sunday, and I was editing it yesterday. I didn't think it was very good for whatever reason. I think I was just in a bad mood, and as I was editing it and listening to it, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. And so I had the idea of recording another episode, but I didn't end up doing that until today. So here we are. Another great day. I just moved Airbnbs again. I am currently in a... Oh, man. I don't even know what the dimensions of this room would be, but it's really small. It's simply just a bed, bathroom, and then a small kitchen area. But it might be mm, nine by nine by nine, maybe. I don't know. It's the smallest room I've ever been in. This is what I this is what I do now. It doesn't even bother me either, which is interesting. I kind of like that. I don't even think about oh, like you're literally just in this small room, and you know. So I think that's a good thing. It doesn't mean I'm spoiled or anything. On today's episode, I'm pretty fired up because yesterday I discovered this guy and he is someone I had no idea who he was. He wasn't even on my radar and I'm pretty fired up because I watched these interviews with him and it was just, I, I loved it, man. It was, he's a really controversial figure. His name is Dan Pena. For anyone that doesn't know, he's a... Oh man, is he a venture capitalist? I mean, he he's invest. He has a. I don't know if he has a hedge fund. Honestly, this isn't very good. That I'm just didn't do any research on him. I think he has a net worth of fifty billion dollars, and then he's also a performance coach. And in the interview I watched, he was talking about he wants to be the greatest performance coach in the history of the world, and so that's his goal. But he basically teaches people how to perform at the highest level to make a lot of money in whatever you know career path they chose. He is a very, uh, he's a very rah-rah, kind of just doesn't like this generation, doesn't think we, and I mean we as in millennials, and I guess all the generations after that, he thinks we're all soft, and he was just talking about that, and he cusses up a storm, and he's very animated, and he's kind of borderline abusive person. Board, eh, he's, a lot of people would think he's a borderline. I don't know. Look him up, honestly. Watch watch some of his interviews. It's really interesting. But so he has he has his website, right? And his program is called the something. I don't even know what it is. Why is there some person outside screaming into a mic? I, this happens every day in Seoul. Random tangent here. But there's always a guy on a speaker. I don't know if he's in a car or if he just walks around with a, a speaker, but he's like screaming in the streets and it literally happens every day and it always sounds like the same person and it really creeps me out, but that was just going. So I don't know if you could hear that in the background. So anyways, back to Dan Pena. Just found it on his website. So QLA stands for Quantum Leap Advantage. A lot of his content is free on his website. I think the only thing he charges for is seminars that he does. It's kind of cool. He's from East LA originally, 
LA represent. He now lives in this castle in Scotland, which is, I think, pretty badass. I want to live in a castle one day. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool. That's one of my dreams to live in a castle and just be like a badass away from the world in my, in my little castle. But he has two things on his website. He has a success test and a thing called a snowflake test. And back to the whole idea of him thinking this generation and the generations after are soft. He calls people snowflakes. And basically a snowflake is someone that melts under pressure. So I took the snowflake test to see where I was at. And I'm a snowflake. So <laughs> yeah. I don't even care, honestly. I thought it was pretty funny. It, it's just like a lot, like the, it's a 20, I think it's 26 questions. And a lot of the questions are just, there are questions like, if someone spit in your face, what would you do? And then there's a bunch of multiple choice answers. And then there's questions, there's just all these questions like that, right? Like, what, how would you react in certain situations? And a lot of the questions I'm thinking to myself, I wouldn't react in a physical way because then I would get sued and go to jail. So I don't know if that test is really fair because in the world we live in today, and I guess it is going back to that kind of snowflake soft uh, just time we live in, you go to, like I said, you go to jail or get sued if you got in a fight with someone. So questions like that, it's like, how else am I supposed to answer? There's this idea of short-term versus long-term consequences. Like some people don't understand long-term consequences. That's why people that live in areas with a lot of poverty and crime and things like that, it's because like that's why there's so much crime and that's why they get into trouble is because they have no sense of long-term consequences or they can't look at things in a long-term sense because every part of their life is just centered around short-term things like where's my next meal going to come out and I make money to pay the rent all like all these different things right there's no there's no idea of the long term and they also don't see that they have any type of future so how if you don't have a if you don't have any future then how are you supposed to see the impact that something has when you do something wrong I don't know it was interesting so I'm a snowflake but he really fired me up I agreed with a lot of what he said and it was just really funny I was bawling laughing yesterday watching these interviews I highly recommend you watch it and there's a lot of like little mini clips out there of him getting in to arguments with people in the crowd or kind of putting them in their place and I don't know I just loved it man so type in if you type in on YouTube Dan Pena London Real interview it's pretty recent I think it was at the beginning of July it's a uh, it's actually a two hour and 40 minute interview if you go on the London Real website. So you can watch the whole thing there. But on YouTube, it's like the first 46 minutes or something like that. Really, really recommend it. It's really put me in a, I don't know, just changed my state of mind on everything. Because in the episode I recorded yesterday, it was kind of about this last week I've had and just how I've had a rough time with motivation. And I was just having a lot of negative thoughts and I felt like I didn't have any clear direction because I started to evaluate what I've been doing the last five months and it back to the question I've had for myself and the thing that I haven't been able to answer it's do I want to continue to pursue like posting travel and food things on Instagram even though that's not something I want to get locked into right like I don't want to be put into this box of oh you need to post about travel and food because that's kind of what people are liking and like I've said before I want to be able to do general stuff and kind of pursue whatever interests I have but I don't know how to get to that point or I don't know how to 
get people to be interested in stuff like that because one of the biggest things that I've kept reading and I keep watching videos on is about how you really should just become kind of known for doing one really specific thing and owning that niche instead of being general and especially in podcasting a lot of people recommend that too right it's to just pick something very 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 specific and then own that instead of being general and being just one of many people who have this certain type of podcast so i just kind of talked about that and then in the in the last episode i recorded that you guys will never hear ever 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 it's lost it's in the archives maybe i'll save it in one day i'll just i'll let it come out because i kind of bitched a little bit and things like that. So in this episode, I've, I'm in a much better mood and I'm just fired up, baby. So this is totally different. It's amazing how like your attitude and your mindset can just change from day to day. Like one day you can be very negative and feeling like hopeless. And then the next day you can feel very positive and feel hopeful. I think that's a good lesson is to, and this is something I'm a lot better at is, and I've talked about this. It's just you kind of don't put any stock into the way you're feeling in a moment or the way you're feeling throughout the day. You just kind of recognize that this is how you feel and like you have to think about why am I feeling this way, right? And then you kind of understand it and then so it's not that big of a deal. I also haven't been going to bed early lately. I've been going to bed at (laughs) four in the morning and then three in the morning. That doesn't help, obviously, with your mood and dealing with negative thinking. So that's another issue in itself. But I wanted to also talk about kind of what I'm going to be doing going forward, because two days ago, I kind of figured out finally, I think, the path that I want to take, because I think I need to adjust the the things I've been doing, because I've had a very hard time especially with social media, being motivated because I think when you are trying to build a following on Instagram, right, one of the pressures, I've talked about this, is continuously coming up with content. And for whatever reason, soul in general just doesn't seem to be a place that people are very interested in content-wise. Like when people view photos on Instagram, I think Europe just in general is a much more interesting place for other people. So there's that. And then anytime you stay in a place for a long time, it becomes a lot harder to think of photo ideas because you're exhausting all these different things that you can see in a country. We'll use Europe as an example. We'll say Paris. When you go to Paris, it's really easy to come up with ideas for photos to post on Instagram because you're just faced with so many cool and interesting things that other people don't get to see on a daily basis. And so it makes a photo successful in itself. You don't have to really think about anything. You can take a photo of the Louvre and then the Arc de Triomphe and the Eiffel Tower and it's really easy, right? But the longer and longer you stay in a place and the once you've posted all these types of pictures, well, then you have to start being more creative and thinking of photos that a person's going to be more interested in, right? And so that's why it was nice in Europe because I was constantly moving from country to country. So I could always just um, have ideas and I would never have to really think about, oh, well, like I've used everything up. Now I have to really come up with something that is unique and the problem now with being in Seoul I've been here a month already and I haven't really even actually been anywhere really I've just been really focusing on working and that's going to continue to be the focus but then it becomes and I've been bleeding followers left and right because of it because I haven't posted now in 10 days I think got up to 1300 followers I'm back below 1200 which I haven't been below I think in over a month I've been at least in the 1200s and so that sucks but 
I mean, clearly the reason why is because I haven't been posting. So I need to figure out a way to post photos in Seoul or from Seoul where I'm not focusing on actual sites, right? I need to actually focus on finding unique photos that include me because most of my photos don't include me. And the reason why they don't include me is like I've said before, one, I can't take pictures of myself because I'm just, I'm a, I'm a solo traveler. I'm all by myself, all by my lonesome. And two, I just don't really like being in front of the camera. And I think that's something kind of holding me back and making it more difficult. I think I'm just going to have to start changing what I post instead of it just being like city landscapes or food photos. It needs to be more of me. And I want my content to be more geared towards the experiences I'm having rather than just, you know, what I'm seeing, I guess, if that makes sense. So what my idea is going forward is I think what I really want to do is two things. I, I want to show people that they can do whatever they want and... Two, I want to be able to do the things that I'm interested in, right? Like whatever my curiosities are. So my idea was that going forward, and this could be a part of blogging on Instagram and also YouTube, is I want to pick something that I'm interested in learning how to do or an experience I want to have, whether it's I'm afraid of it or I'm uncomfortable doing it or I don't think I can do it. And I want to document that experience basically to show people what they can do from starting somewhere. So like from day one to day, whatever it's going to be. And maybe it's going to be a month. I'll do something for a month or maybe it'll be a week or a few weeks, right? Like one idea I have is to do one of the Navy SEAL challenges they have that they like have to pass. There's a series of challenges in the and just in a pool. And it's something really easy to tr- actually, it's not easy to do, but it's easy to try out for yourself. One of the challenges is to... I think swim to the bottom of the pool and then you have to push yourself back up with your legs. You do that, I think, 10 times or whatever amount of times. There's another another one where you have to float for five minutes straight with your arms behind your back just using your legs. And then there's another one, arms behind your back. You have to go to the bottom of a pool and grab a pair of goggles with your teeth. And I think that first thing I mentioned with the going to the bottom of the pool, I think you have to have your hands behind your back also with that one. And so if you can do all those, then you pass the test, right? And all Navy SEALs have to do this. So I thought that would be very interesting just to test out and see, well, what if I started day one, I recorded it, I documented it, and then I went, I did 30 days of that. Like I did it every single day and I wouldn't, I wouldn't really practice it. I wouldn't really research it. I would just simply do the challenges every single day for a month and see where I'm at. My whole idea with doing all these kinds of things is I just want to show you, like, look what happens when you actually do something. Because for me, especially, I'm a person that I'm a thinker. And I heard this yesterday in the Dan Pena interview. It's uh, what's the quote? It's it's something along the lines of like you think about action without actually doing anything right. Like a lot of people like to research and read and learn about business or marketing or whatever. Right. Like all these different things. And they educate themselves, but they're actually not ever doing anything with that knowledge they're just kind of always reading about it or watching things and i feel like i'm that's a problem i have so i want to really focus on the just doing it and seeing what that brings you or brings me that's my idea going forward i think that will hopefully be interesting to people i'm gonna post stuff like that on instagram i think too and really focus on that 
because I don't really want to be, I don't want to be like a motivational person, right? But I just want to show people, like, I don't want to be a motivational speaker or anything like that because I think it's most of them are BS and full of, yeah, most of them are full of BS. But I just want to show what can be done when you actually take action. I'm really excited about those ideas and direction I want to take now. I think I finally figured it out. Now it's just a matter of actually doing it. I also started thinking about these last six episodes and what they've been so far. I don't know if I've been preachy or acting like I'm trying to tell people what to do. Because I think it is very common for people that have never really done anything. And that's a lot of these phonies out there, whether it's motivational speakers or business uh what do you call those things oh yeah a business consultant like a lot of people they like to talk when they've never walked the walk and i've been thinking about that lately because i haven't really done anything yet with my life in terms of what i want to do to be like telling people oh this is what you should be doing but i do i just want this to be more about documenting my experience as i've said and i hope i've done that so far i also wanted to be able to provide value for people where they could actually go along on this journey with me I came up with this idea of, I've talked about it before, really focusing on small goals and building momentum off of that. I talked about that in the last episode, right? I haven't had any type of routine and I came up with all these small goals that I want to start doing going forward. I wrote them down. There are six of them, all kind of separated into different categories of things I want to do. My idea basically is I'm going to do these things every day. I, I think the fitness one is every other day. To create habits, you have to do something consistently for three weeks and then it becomes a habit. I think that's the correct number. I'm going to do these things for three weeks, hopefully stick to them. And then once I've kind of reflected on it and seen if I've been doing and if these are becoming habits, then I'm going to switch and swap some of them out and then build off of that right and my idea is as you do these little things as they become habits essentially you're becoming the person you want to be and becoming a more impressive informed person that you won't even really it's like something you won't even notice right because it's like you're building all this all these different things up all these different habits all these differences in mindset over time and then one day it's like you're gonna just be this completely different person the things that I've set for myself to do on a daily basis. I have a goal setting routine, confidence, social perception, social media, sleep, willpower, fitness. So fitness is every other day. It's 50 push-ups and then 25 mobility squats to work on my hip flexibility. And then I also brought like a, one of those wrist grippers with me for grip strength. So I'm going to do that also. The willpower one is to brush my teeth with my left hand Sleep is wake up at 8 a.m. The reason why I chose wake up at a certain time instead of go to bed at a certain time is because I'm not always going to be able to go to bed at a certain time. And even if you go to bed really late, you always still have the option of waking up early, even if you didn't get any sleep. And so I think that's just a better way to look at it because I'm, I can really control whether or not I wake up. And that's just the willpower thing. The social media one, which I've been doing the last five months on and off, but I put it as a thing because I do need to start doing it on a daily basis, is commenting and liking on the 90 posts a day on Instagram. The confidence social perception one, and that's just how the people around you view you. There goes my charger. I think it just unplugged. Yep. All right. We got enough juice, though, I think. So 
we're good on the laptop. So the confidence social perception one is to make note of the eye color of everyone that I interact with. And that's obviously just to really focus on actually making eye contact with people because that's something I've noticed where I don't always, like I'll make eye contact with people if I'm actually talking to them and having a conversation. But when I go to a store or somewhere like that, I'm not really making eye contact with them necessarily. So that's something I wanted to get better at. And then the last one is goal setting. And my goal setting is to write a to-do list for the next day of everything you want to get done. So far, I've done absolutely awful at all these things. <laughs> I've been doing it for, I think, a week and two days now. And yeah, most of them suck. The only one I've been, most of them have, yeah, not happened. The only one I've been consistent with every single day is the brush my teeth with my left hand. So, you know, there's something to be proud of. If I do make these into habits as examples for you, what I'm going to swap out, for example, for willpower is I'm going to start eating with my left hand to build willpower. And by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this, but willpower is a muscle and it's something that you can work out and get more of. That's why you do things to exercise your willpower. Brushing your teeth with your left hand is always the one people start out with. That's the common one because it's easy to do, right? And it's not the biggest pain in the ass in the world. Although you still have to focus on brushing your teeth because you might get those cavities then. That wouldn't be good. So yeah, swap out that with eating with my left hand and then the confidence social perception one might be when you're in a crowd or you're sitting around somewhere and there's all these people, you know how sometimes you catch someone looking at you and then you maybe look away first or you make eye contact really fast and then you feel awkward and so you look away. I know I feel that way sometimes. My thing then would be to really focus on when you make eye contact with someone from far away, hold that eye contact and make sure they're the one to look away first instead of you. And that's just a confidence kind of alpha-y thing. So yeah, those are my routines I'm working on because I'm trying to build routines into my days, right? Because I think it's really important to my success. If anyone wants to try these specific ones or just go on the journey with me doing this, I think it would be good for anyone looking to add some routines to their life. What I'm going to start doing on Instagram, because I've also been thinking about how I could kind of post consistently with Instagram stories, because I haven't done that really. It's it's really hard to use Instagram stories unless you're doing something cool, right? Usually you don't want to post anything. What I'm thinking though is having days of specific things that I'll post on stories. So as an example, maybe on Monday, I'm going to post my daily routine, like me actually doing it to hold myself accountable. And then it's also like you can follow along on the journey of this. If you're doing it yourself, like it's like, oh, I have a little buddy doing it, right? I see him doing it. I could be doing it too, right? Like that's my idea with that. And I don't know if I'm going to post that every single day, me doing my routine, because I think that could get very old. But I think maybe I'll just pick out one day to do that. And then as another day, I want to do restaurant reviews of whatever place I'm eating at, just to get more comfortable with talking on camera. And then also, I think, I mean, I just love food in general, and I do want to do something as far as video with food eventually. So there's that one. And then another day might be a snack review. I've already done that. If anyone follows me on Instagram, I've already done snack reviews before. So I think I'm going to pick a Korean snack and then talk about what I think of it. Just quick stuff. Another day I had the idea of kind of getting over being embarrassed and caring about what other people think. I'll basically, I think, do polls of maybe I'll do impressions like, oh, would you rather see this impression or this impression? And I'll do a really cringy, shitty impression of whatever it may be. And I'll just do all these different polls of like this or that, and then I'll do it. Just talking about that and thinking about that. 
right now. Oh my God, that sounds, I don't even know if I, that's going to be tough to do, honestly. My God, putting yourself out there like that. So yeah, that's another day. And so I'm going to have all these, I think I'm going to just have all these different things that I'm going to be doing each day of the week. So that will contribute to my Instagram stories. Going forward with the podcast, I think maybe, I don't know, I think this could be boring because who really wants to hear about what I've been doing? I don't I don't know. Maybe people do want to hear about it, but I, I don't know. I think that could just be boring when people are listening to like, oh, here's what my routines are and this is how they I did this week. It's like giving myself a report card. So maybe I'll just do that and then I'll put like timestamp in the episode description of, oh, if you want to skip this, then you can just go to this part of the episode. But I really just, I want to start making this because I think I have lost sight of what I was trying to do with this podcast. I really just want, this is for the future people that feel lost and have no idea what direction to take and feel really discouraged. I, I want this to be kind of like a blueprint of here's what I tried, here's what worked. And then they can try that too. And it can give them some type of direction because I mean, maybe that's never going to make this a popular podcast, but I've already noticed I've really focused on how many people are listening to it, which is no one, right? Absolutely no one. I really need to stop focusing on that and kind of just focusing on the creating value for people because that's like I've said before, that's what I want out of this podcast is to show people that they can achieve what they want and then also showing them my journey to get to where I want to be. So I don't know what else to say really, man. This episode was a lot shorter than the other two I've recorded, but I feel like I've gotten through everything a lot more clearly. Oh, here we go. Last thing. Two days ago, I watched on YouTube four different Vice pieces. One of them was a documentary on the war in Afghanistan. Another of them was uh, a look into this guy who's called the Canadian pedophile hunter where he goes online and baits these pedophiles right into meeting with him basically like he pretends to be a little girl or boy and then he ends up meeting them in person and then he exposes them on video and posts it online so that people are aware of this person it's really controversial for some people and other people think he's doing an amazing job that was one and then so I watched two others one was a a kind of mini doc on this guy called the UK debt collector. He was a guy who was a part of the gang scene in England. And I ended up going to jail for five years, I think. And then he got out and started this business where he would collect debts for people, right? He has his gym. It's like, it's out of a TV show, honestly. It's really interesting. It's kind of like, it reminds me of Peaky Blinders if anyone's ever watched that show. Great show. You definitely need to watch it. It's on Netflix, so you have no excuse. Watch it right now. Turn off this episode, go watch it. But yeah, it's like an episode out of Peaky Blinders. This guy, he has his thugs and he owns like a, a gym and everything, a boxing gym. And he's a really big part of the community. And he basically settles these debts for people in the community that are being taken advantage of by other people and he gets them their money so it's covering that and then the last thing i watched was a documentary on the strongmen in iceland and the what the strongmen are are just people that compete in the world's strongest man competition they're these giant huge guys if anyone watches game of thrones and the members of the mountain the mountain is a strongman from iceland and he competes in those competitions also why i bring these four things up was I couldn't stop thinking about why some of them had more views than the other. That's something I've really been thinking a lot about lately. 
And something I'm really trying to figure out is what makes something successful and what is it about certain types of storytelling or certain types of people that makes them more popular and makes it that more people resonate with them than other people. Because I found it very interesting. The first two I watched, the one on the war in Afghanistan and the one about the Canadian pedophile hunter, those were both people doing really honorable videos where both people were doing or both instances in both instances people were doing really really great things in the community the war in afghanistan one it's called this is what winning looks like and it's basically talking about when the u.s was getting out of afghanistan and some soldiers stayed behind to basically be in a support role for the afghan military to help train them so that they could fight back against the Taliban. It's covering that. And it's basically about just all these corrupt things that happen and all these challenges that the U.S. military has to face. And they have to face it without actually being able to really do anything about it. So it's covering, it's talking about how these soldiers, they're all on heroin. A lot of them are on heroin, not all of them, but a lot of them are on heroin and do drugs. Some of these people that are trying to become soldiers. And then there's a lot of pedophiles in the army and there's rings of little boys that are being raped by these people in power in the Afghan police force. The U.S. Army, the people just can't do anything about it because they're supposed to be in a support role at this point. And so they're seeing all these things happening and they're trying to help the Afghan military, the Afghan police force. And it's just like they, it's like they don't even want help. There's just all these different political situations and there's all this corruption and all this bribing going on to make things happen. And then, you know, like there was one scene where one of the commanders that was constantly interviewed, or I think he might've been a major, I think he was a major, Maybe that's the same thing. I don't know anything about the military, so forgive me. When it comes to rankings and stuff like that, he was being interviewed and all of a sudden he's, he's like looking off into the distance and he's like, that's the guy. And so this guy was in a position of power within like the police force at this police patrol base. And then he was raping little kids and having them on the police base. And it's against the law, obviously, because they're trying to establish laws in Afghanistan and teach them about laws and stuff like that because they don't freaking have them. This U.S. major is finally able to get this guy removed from the police base and like loses his position of power and everything. And so he's being interviewed, this major. And then all of a sudden he stops and he's like, that's the guy over there that was supposed to be removed from the base Right. And now he's back on the base and back within the police force. And it's just like that. There's just so many different examples of things like that happening throughout the documentary. It really gave me insight into why people come back from war and they have such a hard time. And it's not like you you normally think of PTSD, right? And the horrible things you see they see. But I never really thought about the fact that they might see horrible things and they have absolutely no control over making a difference because they're not allowed to do anything and that was what it was like in Afghanistan after they left and I just it really blew my mind because that must be something so hard to deal with is like you constantly are seeing all this violence all this corruption all these horrible horrible things happening and you can't do anything about it and it's not that you can't do anything about it right like you're fully capable of making a difference but you have your hands handcuffed behind your back because basically the u.s government needs to save face and make it seem like the 
effort in Afghanistan was a successful effort. So they're hiding everything. They're keeping everything on the down low. They're not actually giving an accurate representation of what's happening in Afghanistan. So that really just blew my mind. It was a really interesting documentary. I really recommend people watch it. Not even getting political or like whether or not the war was justified. Not even about that. It's just the fact that they're trying to help people and they're not able to do anything. Really, really good documentary called This Is What Winning Looks Like. So I watched that. And then the Canada guy, right? He's obviously like identifying pedophiles and whether or not that's a good thing because he's ruining lives, right? Because some of these guys have families, which is crazy to me. They have kids and they're still pedophiles. and But a lot of them, they have these urges and they never act on them. But when you're putting someone in a situation to where you're kind of like teasing them or like putting the, it's like carrot on the stick, right? You're putting the carrot in front of them. Like, oh, like I'm a little kid. And then this guy ends up meeting with them and then he exposes them when they maybe they've never done anything that's quite that's controversial but then on the other hand it's like well what if he would do something in the future like this this pedophile so he's kind of preventing that so i don't really know where i stand on it but it was really interesting because think of if you've ever had an impulse maybe you have the impulse to murder someone or kill someone in the moment like a heat of rage or something happens right and you're able to control that impulse well is it illegal to have that impulse of wanting to kill someone no it's not you can have that and it's more about actions and the reason for why this this pedophile hunter guy was doing it obviously was because he had sex with a 40 year old 41 year old woman when he was 13 i think and so that messed him up and he's really you can see that he's really heavily invested in what he's doing like that's pretty much his life's purpose it was interesting but so those two videos had way less views than the other two that i watched and it really was hard for me to understand why that was i was trying to think of well why could that be and obviously there's a million reasons why a piece of content is successful more successful over another one right there's so many different things that you could think about but i was just trying to understand why and the only thing i could come up with really was that i think with people in general we resonate with people that we aspire to be right that we look up to and we want to be or we resonate with people that remind us about something in ourselves or we can admire their struggle because we struggle also and then we can admire their victory over that struggle so i thought you know with the u.s military obviously it takes a really special person to be a part of that or to be in the military and to be at that high of a level whether it's like a navy seal or like someone in war-torn afghanistan so it's really hard to relate to that because you haven't had those experiences and then with the the canada guy unless you've had an ex like a you've been sexually abused in your life it's going to be really hard to relate to that also and both in both these scenarios the war one and the pedophile one they're really uncomfortable things to talk about and also watch whereas the other two like the strongman and the uk debt collector it's a lot easier to watch and i also think it's easier to either one relate to them or to want to be them in the case of the the guys in iceland the big huge giant strong muscular uh guys and then I'm watching like the UK debt collector one, right? And I'm just th like, he's obviously done a, t a lot of terrible things in his life, but he, I don't know, it was, it was I admired him and I kind of, I like, I really liked him because he, he, he did have like a code of honor, right? And he was helping people and maybe his tactics and the methods were still not the greatest and he was violent, right? And he used intimidation and things like that, but there was something admirable about him. So that's really the only thing I could come up with with why that video and then the Iceman, 
or the Iceland video were way, way more popular than the other two. Because you would think the other two should be more popular or should get a lot more views than they got. I think the Afghanistan war one was 3 million views for the whole documentary. And then the Canada one was 5 million views. The UK debt collector one was 15 million views. And then the Iceland one was 11 million views. And maybe it's just the audience. Maybe because YouTube is usually a a younger audience maybe just that's what that's just insight into what actually resonates with young people and it's not watching a documentary on the war in afghanistan or like about this this pedophile hunter it's oh i want to be this huge guy from iceland and oh i want this uk debt collector is like a badass he was like in the in the gangs and everything and he's got all these tattoos and he's very macho and alpha maybe that's maybe that's what resonates with the kids these days probably is honestly so i thought that was good insight that's something i really want to start doing going forward is just trying to understand what is popular and why and then what trends are happening and what trends are going to happen in the future because i think that's one of the most invaluable skills you can have as a content creator is understanding all that and storytelling that's one of the things i really want to get better at or just good at in general is storytelling i think that's that's one of my biggest goals is to become a master storyteller so Okay, and I think that's going to be the end of That's when I know I need to stop talking is when my words start to jumble together because I've been talking for so long and my mouth is dry. So I'm going to end the episode. Thank you for listening. If you want to follow me, Conjay Hancock on Instagram. Email is conjayhancock at gmail.com. Still waiting for that first review on the podcast. If you liked it, subscribe, please. Leave a review. Hope everyone has a wonderful week. Sorry this is coming out late. It will be up for Tuesday in the U.S. for everyone there and then for everyone else in Europe and the rest of the world. You're probably going to be getting that on a either Tuesday night or Wednesday morning. Thanks again, guys. See you next week.